Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Okay, welcome. I want to talk about today because I get a lot of people who come up to me and they say, Matt, how do I scale my SaaS company or what do I need to know so that I can get to a point where I can really, really blow this thing out of the water, where I can get that exponential growth? What exactly do I need to know to be able to do that? So I figured, hey, why don't I just do a podcast around that? Why don't I give some time and show you exactly what you need to know, exactly what you need to be doing so that you can scale your company. Because building a software company is really, really hard. And I shouldn't say hard, but it's really time-consuming, and it can be costly, and you're putting in a lot of your time, or you're spending a lot of money on developers to be able to build that company. And you want to make it work out. So there's some reason why you're building it. Now, of course, it could be you want to make an impact. You want to change something. You want to improve something. That's great. That's awesome. In fact, even if you're looking for money as the end goal, that could be one of your main reasons. But for many, it's going to be revenue. They want to make a bunch of money. They want to live an enormous, awesome lifestyle. They want to become an icon in their industry. They want to have that big payout so that they can live a very free and happy, successful life. So they always ask, how do I get there? It sounds awesome and I created a good product, but what do I need to do now in order to have that success, in order to have that amazing life? Well, here it is. I'm happy to show you and explain to you exactly what to do. So there are really four main pillars to scheduling or to scaling a SaaS, four pillars to scaling SaaS companies. And these four pillars are critical. You have got to have each of them. If you have one or two or even three, it's not going to work out. You have got to have all four of these pillars or it doesn't work. Your building, your SaaS company will come crumbling down. That's why I call them pillars. I came up with that because it makes so much sense. If any one of those three is not at its peak, it's not working, it's not to the height that it should be, your building comes crashing down. These pillars are literally holding up your company. They're the things that make it so that your company can grow and be strong and thrive, and you can get that big, enormous exit, that payout. So let's dive into them. Pillar number one. Pillar number one, very, very important, is attract. You have got to be able to attract the best fit customers to your business. Now, I don't want to say attract everybody, right? I didn't say just attract everybody you can possibly have. You just need tons of leads, tons of leads, get them in. No, you need to attract the best fit customers. So first, you have to figure out who your best fit customers are. That's called an ICP, an ideal customer profile. You need to figure out who is your perfect fit customer that if they come, they're going to see value quickly. They're going to see that your product solves a problem. They have a problem that needs to be solved and that they're willing to pay for. They have the money to pay for. And once they start using it, they're going to love it. They're going to become raving fans. So you have to have that ICP to know who you should be messaging to, to know who to attract. And so this is very, very critical. And a lot of people skip this step of having an ICP and they just say, let me just get a bunch of people in. Well, let's say you get a bunch of leads and not all of them are good fits and you start 
trying to sell them, first of all, you're going to get very demoralized trying to sell to somebody who doesn't see value and doesn't have the necessary means to be able to pay, or they don't have a pain point to want to solve with your solution. And so you're going to need to figure out who the ICP is, or it's going to frustrate you and or you're going to waste all your time and money on these people, these companies who are not good fits. So let's find the right ICP, and then we can work on how to attract. And in fact, it's been said that once you have that perfect fit ICP, attracting them is easier. Think about that. That sounds interesting. Your perfect fit ICP, attracting them should be easier. And if you think about it, it makes sense because you can start to message directly to that person. Instead of being all things to all people, you're able to message right to that individual person and that niche so that it means more to them. When they see that message, it hits them harder. I've had people say, your website spoke to me and that's how it should feel. It should feel like, wow, this is aimed directly at me. This is exactly a perfect fit solution for my problems, for my pain. That's how you want to line it up. You need to attract your best fit customers. Now, one of the main issues that people have during this attract phase, during this attract pillar, is they find something that works. They say, oh, I found a marketing channel. It's working great. We're doing this. We're doing that. Well, that's awesome. That's wonderful. However, don't stop. Find another channel, then another channel, then another channel. Because guess what? You're going to have that marketing channel. And it's going to be going great. You're going to get all these leads. And, oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, it's great. Guess what? Eventually, something's going to happen. Things are going to change. Things are shifting. And it'll dry up. That marketing channel is gone. Now, you've got nothing. Nothing. Don't let that happen. You do not want to just rely purely on one channel. Because when that dries up, you are toast. Instead, get that channel rocking. And then spin up another channel. Where else can you find leads? And then another one. What else are you doing? And then another one. Okay, let's take something grand and not even in SaaS. Let's take Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, you see billboards. You see their commercials on TV. You hear radio advertisements. You see ads in magazines. You see ads on the internet all over the place. They've got a lot of different channels to remind people that Coca-Cola is the answer. Now, that's not all the things I'm saying for you to do. In a SaaS world, almost always your SaaS should not be putting up billboards or advertising on TV. You need more targeted, direct marketing. The point is that even big brands like Coca-Cola don't just rely on one thing. You need to be relying on a lot of different things as well. So pillar number one, attract. You need to attract your ideal fit customers to you. Great. What's pillar number two? Pillar number two, now that you've attracted them, you need to engage with them. This is big, okay? It's often forgotten. A lot of times we just work on how do I get leads? How do I get leads? I need leads, leads, leads. And you get these leads. And then you're like, okay, what do I do? Well, sometimes people say, well, let's just get them into a trial. I hope they like the trial and then they sign up. Or let's try and get them into a demo and hope they like the demo and they sign up. But nobody really thinks, how are you doing that? Because just building that awareness through the attraction phase is one thing, but you need to make sure that you get interest the next level in the marketing paradigm. You need to get to interest. You need to engage them and actually connect with them so that you can get them even further down the pipeline. Well, a lot of mistakes are made in engagement. For one, we don't show enough action. We don't show enough care for our leads. They come in. We don't respond right away. Guess what? That's going to kill you. If you don't respond immediately, like very quickly, like within five minutes, you're done. You have a far less likelihood to close that deal if you can't respond right away. So you must put in the right process to be able to 
engage your leads. Of course, how you want to get them to the next step or what that next step is, that could be different depending on your product, your market, your process, whatever. But you have to engage to get them to that step. Otherwise, your funnel is going to be very leaky at the top of the funnel. So we've got the first pillar, attract your best leads. Number two is engage those leads. So you get a high, high, high percentage of them to the next steps. The third pillar is close. Now that you've engaged them, how can you close them? If you're getting them into a free trial, what steps are you taking? What process do you have in place so that a huge number of those trials are closing? What are you doing to make sure that you're getting a lot of those deals over the line? And it's more than just, oh, we sent them some emails or we showed them some things in the product, in the trial, and they're going to like it, right? No. Free trials, it's very, very hard to convert a high number of opportunities, a lot of leads. I'm talking 30, 40, 50%. Very, very difficult. Most free trials are converting like 3, 4%, somewhere in there. And how many trials have you signed up for? You're like, oh, I'm going to look at this. And you click three buttons and you get bored, you get lost and you leave and you never log into that thing ever again. And all their emails saying, come on, come buy it, come buy it, never work. That happens with your customers too. So you have to have a clearly defined process to be able to get them from that free trial into a closing decision. One of my clients did this great, Greg, planless.io, awesome, awesome system. He was having a similar struggle. He was getting a lot of people coming into his trial, but he wasn't closing any. So we put some very clear tactics, some really unique ways of engaging and closing those opportunities. And now he's closing at 30%. He's killing it. It's super, super cool to watch. So there are ways to close a free trial. Now, the other way is, and there's really two main paths. The other way is the demo. Okay, you get some leads, you engage them and you get them into a meeting, a discovery call, a demo, whatever that next step is. This is awesome. And for any companies who are $50, $100 or so a month or above for your price point, you should be doing demos. Okay, just hoping that you can turn on your website and your funnel and put some leads in and they're going to all buy and it's going to be automated and you sit back on a beach is not very likely at all. Okay, Especially when you get higher and higher price points, you're not going to have somebody just clicking around on the internet, spending 500 or 1,000 bucks just clicking some things. You need to talk to them. Okay, This might be a newsflash for some people. You need to talk to your leads if you want to close them. But Matt, how can we do that at scale? We want to scale this huge. Yes, you can still scale. Yes, the price works. All the finances work. I've seen it. I've done it. You can still do it but there's ways to do it. And so in that demo, you have got to make the demo absolutely emotionally engaging. It has got to be one of those things where instead of the prospect leaving the demo saying, hey, this was nice. Thank you for showing it to me. Yeah, we'll get back in touch later. Yeah, that sounds good, right? They said it was nice. No, that's not good. That is not what you want. You need them coming out of there saying, whoa, I cannot believe I've been doing it wrong the whole time. And I don't know where you've been. I wish I would have started with you a year ago. How do we get started? What are the next steps? What do I need to do to get going? That's what you need to be hearing in your demo. And if you're not hearing that, you're doing something wrong in your demos. Okay. I'll say it again. If they're not coming out of your demos, if your prospects aren't saying, where have you been my whole life? Why have I not been doing this? And I'm so glad that you did this. Then something's wrong. Just saying, hey, it's a nice system. I really like it. Thanks a lot. Not good enough. That's not enough emotion. That's not enough power to drive them to a decision. So something did not go right. And I'll tell you what, it's. <laughs> That demo, there are so many different things that you need to do just right. And so many different things that you could be doing that are killing you. And most people do not know. They don't know. 
And that doesn't include just startups. That's not just some tech person who created a company and software and wants to sell and they just don't know because they haven't sold before. I have clients who have salespeople who've been around 15, 20 years that are doing it wrong. They don't know. There are certain things I've analyzed the data. I've spent my years refining and iterating and creating the right process. I've done it myself. I know what works and what doesn't work. And there are certain things that will absolutely work and certain things that will absolutely not work. Now, when I say it will absolutely work, I'm not saying for each exact individual case. I'm saying over the course of 100, over 1,000 different interactions, leads, opportunities, you're going to have much higher percentages of closing if you do the right things. If you don't do the right things, your chances of making it in this business are very, very low. Your chances are low anyway. 92% of software companies fail. It's a very, very hard statistic. 92% fail. So what are the 8% doing that's different? And that's what this is. These four pillars to scale attract. We've done the engage. Now we're working on closing. This is what they are doing right. Okay. Once we've figured out how do we get that demo to be so powerful that they've got to sign up, that they say, I need this. I have to have it. I have to have this solution to my problem. That's the magic. That's when you're really starting to make stuff happen. So those are the first three. Attract, engage, and close. You attract the best leads. You engage them and get them into conversations or into trials, and you close at high rates. All those three are really great, but you need number four if you really want to scale. Because if you're doing that, that's awesome. And you as a founder, you as a top leader, an early person in the company, awesome. You're very committed. You're passionate. You're devoted. You can make that happen sometimes through sheer force, but you need the fourth one. Because now that you have that process so beautifully worked up, now you need the fourth pillar. And the fourth pillar is scale. You've got to attract. You can engage them. You can close them. But that's you. Now, how are you going to get somebody else to do it? And that's where process comes in. If you can processize, if you can have a framework around all these things, that's when number four becomes easy. Because you've built this process. You've got this framework. You've got this beautiful path. And you know exactly what's going to happen. You know exactly how to get leads in. You know exactly how to get them to the next step and the next step. And you know how to close them. But you need to show somebody else how to do it. Okay. So scale is sometimes the hardest because that founder, that top leader can do it, but you just can't get anybody else to do it. Why? Why is it not happening? It's your process. I see it a lot. Clients come to me. They say, we've got this part. We don't know how to scale. Process, process, process. And that's where I help them get that fourth pillar. The fourth pillar of scale is huge. Okay. You need to be able to find the right talent. You need to know what to look for. And I've hired a ton of salespeople over the years. It is not easy. But if you know what to look for, you can find great salespeople. You need to know what to ask them in the interview even and what they should be saying, how they look, how they respond matters. Then how do you compensate them? How do you compensate a salesperson? Some people know, some people don't know, especially in the SaaS world. It can be unique and different. You've got to know how to compensate them so that what they do, what they're motivated by helps them and helps you. Very, very important. And then lastly, how do you manage that team? Managing a sales team is different than other teams. How do you manage that sales team? I work with my clients a lot on this to show them exactly how to do it. It's different. So that scale pillar is really where the fun begins. Because if you can attract, if you can engage, if you can close, that's awesome. But if you really want that big company to get that awesome exit, that valuation, oh yeah, now we're partying on beaches all day, every day because we exited for big time money. That's the scale. You've got to have scale. Okay. So those are the four pillars. You've got to be able to attract. You've got to be able to engage got to be able to close those deals. And now you've got to have somebody else doing it. And hopefully a lot of somebody else's because that's where that really good times happens is when you build a team and you build and you build 
and everybody still has the same energy, the same passion, and the same know-how because you've got the right process. Those are the four pillars. That is exactly how you scale SaaS companies. Okay. I hope this helps you. Now, if you need help on any of this, if you need help getting any of those pieces, I can work with you. Okay. Go to my website, mattwallach.com. You'll see some information. I've got some freebies to give away as well. Again, it's mattwallach.com. That's M A T T W O L A C H.com. There's some freebies to give away. You can learn from some of those. I've got some really cool guys. I've got a score sheet there that'll actually allow you to put in your metrics so you know exactly where you are. And then you can see about working with me. See if I can help you get there. So take a peek at all that. Make sure you are doing these four pillars to scale. Make sure you get them all processized. You get the framework in place so that you can absolutely start crushing it. Companies that are missing any of these are going to be dying off. You have to have all four and then you'll be on your way. Okay. I hope this helps you. Go get them. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation.